0: Found it. This is the Tidbits podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the
1: show. Well, it's a hump day, Wednesday, this is the eleventh day of May, and a good good morning to you, Matthew Paul. Yes, good morning, Dale. I'm Trying to be as quiet as possible to gently nudge your transmitter along. <laughs> it was you know it was off you know and I. <laughs> Got here at about, I don't know, 5.15. I attempted to, yeah. to get it up and had some success. I thought, oh, success. Oh, we're good to go. Yeah. Then back down it went. And then uh, it rang busy. Oh, it's busy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thankfully, we got it back up, and here we are. There you go. So Oh, miracles do happen.
0: There was a day, and I, years and years ago, uh, when we used to do school lunch menus, yeah. and I did a, I did a sound effect of a screaming monkey, and it shut your transmitter off. Do you remember yeah, that? And kicked it
1: off. Yeah. Too shrill, too high. Yeah. Didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> this um, is true karma. Oh. From South Carolina. A man accused of strangling his girlfriend died of a heart attack while burying her in the yard. Oh, no. Joseph McKinnon killed Patricia Dent inside their home. Deputies responded to the residents over reports of an unresponsive male lying in the yard. When they arrived, they found McKinnon. He's deceased. During their investigations, they found a second body in a freshly dug pit. That body was identified as Dent, who lived with McKinnon. Authorities say that he had a cardiac event while covering the pit. Wow. (laughs) Too much stress. Yeah. Killing is too stressful. Investigators believe McKinnon attacked Dent in the home. An autopsy determined she died by strangulation. Mr. McKinnon then bound her and wrapped her in trash bags before putting her in the previously dug pit instant karma man that's just what's the odds of that and would he have gotten by with it you know people would surely notice a newly dug spot in the yard wouldn't they
0: i don't know i just watched this thing on netflix for this little old lady was in her i don't know mid-50s, okay. early 60s,
1: something okay. like that. Yeah, She had
0: like six or seven bodies buried on her property.
1: And nobody knew? No. <laughs> <laughs> so she just uh, would knock them off? And well,
0: what she would do is she would take people in. So yep. she would take oh, in, no. you know, someone was, um, <laughs> I don't know, had, had mental health issues mm-hmm. and they were getting social security checks, yeah. Um, that a lot of times they had no connection with their family or anything. She would bring those people in and have them sign their social security checks over to her mm-hmm. so she could handle their money. And um, she just off them and bury them in a yard. <laughs> what a, it's
1: kind of like arsenic and old lace, kind of, you know, yeah. Two elderly sisters. And then and then she, she picked the wrong
0: guy because a uh, caseworker or somebody was oh my. concerned and you know. And she was found out. Yeah. Wow. Strange things. I mean like a little old lady, like you would
1: never yeah. ever guess. I presume you were kidding about her age at fifties or sixties. No. <laughs> well that's not old. Okay. That's all right. Not old. All right, I take
0: it back. I take it back. You're right. You're right. It's not. And and the part of part of her thing is that she would she would dress in a way okay. that would make her look more elderly to, to look more elderly. Okay. My my apologies. Okay. That's I'm sorry. But she would like, you know, she would dress almost kind of like the grandma from 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 uh, Bugs Bunny. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> she had the big glasses and her hair was always up in a bun thing. And, you know,
1: what a routine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so my, my bad, that was part of the, of, of okay. her, of her deal was, you know, she was in her mid fifties, but she made herself look
1: okay
0: to be older. So, all right. <laughs> They're, they're a tweety, yeah. Here's yeah. <laughs> but she she likes to. Um, I think she poisoned
1: most of them. She whiz, yeah, yeah. There's a strange world out there, man. We talk about it all the time and, on and this program. The
0: thing is, um, you know, a lot of times these houses that that people like her do these awful crimes in, they'll the city will just come in, take possession, destroy it, yeah, immediately demolish it. Her house was in a protected neighborhood, so it was illegal for the city oh, no. to raise it, and so it's still standing. So someone lives in this house <laughs> where. No, they had. They've got to be told. They, yeah, they have to know.
1: <laughs> so, we've noticed through the years that the soil samples are pretty good. <laughs> our, our garden grows amazing. <laughs> Here's a passenger with absolutely no flying experience successfully landed a small plane in Florida Tuesday after the pilot suffered a medical emergency. Mm. This from WPBF television.
2: First we'll a new exclusive video just into our newsroom minutes ago, our clearest picture yet of the landing. Pulled off by that passenger with absolutely no flight experience who grabbed the controls and landed the plane in West Palm Beach when the pilot had a medical emergency mid-flight over the ocean. Incredible. Tonight, for the first time, you will hear from the air traffic controller who made it all possible. Good evening. I'm Felicia Rodriguez. I'm Todd Mitterman. Thanks for joining us here at 11. Getting through those very tense moments took steady nerves, Teamwork and careful instruction from the Jupiter man who was only at work today by chance. We have team coverage for you tonight of this mid air emergency. Our Tara Jakeway just wrapped up an interview with that air traffic controller who is nothing short of phenomenal. We begin with Ari Haidu, who has the timeline of the incredible landing. Ari? And I heard somebody earlier today refer to this gentleman as a passenger pilot that I'm pretty sure that's not supposed to be a real thing, but it was today and somehow that passenger pilot with zero flight experience got that plane on the ground safely. This is not your ordinary landing of a plane. You just witnessed a couple passengers land that plane. That voice is air traffic control at Palm Beach International Airport. Did you say the passengers landed the airplane?
1: That's correct. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, yeah, well, great job.
2: Great job doesn't begin to describe this. The landing of this Cessna caravan comes at twelve thirty Tuesday afternoon at PBIA. But let's rewind a little to when the person on board this plane first radioed air traffic control in Fort Pierce. I've got a serious situation here about pilot. And I have no idea how far the airplane uh, Roger, what's your position?
0: I have no idea. I see the coast of Florida in
2: front of me, and I have no idea. <laughs> Maintain wings level, and uh, just try to follow the coast, either north or southbound. We're trying to locate you. Four minutes later you guys
1: located me yet? I can't even get my nav screen to turn on it. has all the uh, information on it. You guys got any ideas on
2: that? Eventually, radar locates the plane just off the coast of Boca Raton, and that's where air traffic control at PBIA takes over, talking the passenger through an incredibly safe landing.
0: This is the first time I've ever heard of one of these being landed by somebody who has no aeronautical experience.
2: Aviation expert John Nance says it's not the first time he's heard of a passenger landing a plane, but it is the first time for a plane as large and as complicated as the caravan. Wow. The person
0: on the airplane who had no aeronautical experience listened very carefully and obviously followed
1: instructions with great calm. That's what made the difference. How about that?
0: That's like... <laughs> It's like movie stuff, right? Well,
1: surely it'll become one. Oh, my gosh. There's no other details on, you know, how many were on board. Man. Or um, where their destination was or any of that stuff. But that's just miraculous that you just, uh, you know. And you either do it or, you you know, you're not going to make it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. It is 631. We'll take a break for news, a look at weather. And we've got more Tidbits on the way. This is Tidbits. It's 637. I remember years ago when I was a youngster, probably four or five, we had a family gathering. My grandmother, who of course was born in the 1890s, <laughs> had made <laughs> yeah. had made what was uh, called a fruit salad. And it looked great, sure. okay? Sure. I mean, you know, I'm a four or five year old, I'm thinking, man, those scrapes are nice looking, and, yeah. you know. And I dug into that and it was made the old fashioned way with mayo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now what the? Yeah. You ruined it, Grandma! You ruined it! <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> memories. <laughs> what a bitter disappointment that uh, was. I can see a little... I, a very angry Dale out. Yeah. In my... Uh, you well, who's
0: going to eat this? <laughs> in,
1: in My suit coat and... and uh, <laughs> sure. And my little britches. <laughs> Here's a... Now, this is something, you know, you've got to wonder if it has ever happened before. A former driver for Brinks, and we've had Brinks stories before. Mm, Yeah. Generally, the doors are not closed. (laughs) and Money's money's filling out all over the place, yeah. (laughs) This one's been charged with stealing more than a million bucks from 24 ATMs using a lunchbox. Wow. Reginald Carmen from Michigan, indicted on 12 counts of bank larceny, linked to $1,060,200 in cash, taken over a six week span while employed by Brinks. Of course, the theft stopped after he stopped showing up for work. (laughs) He's got a
0: million bucks in the bank. That's quitting money.
1: Investigators reviewed video footage and said they spotted Carmen putting a clear bag full of money into a Brinks lunchbox. Mm. Brinks issues the clear bags to employees so personal belongings can be observed when necessary. There you go. Okay. Brinks went on to say that um, officials uh, confronted Carmen about the thefts. He allegedly admitted to taking the money and returned most of it. Over the course of several meetings with the company's security officials, but about twenty-two grand of that money has not been recovered. What makes you think you can get by with that? Because it's so tempting, right? I mean, it's all
0: right there. You know, they're not going to notice a thousand here, a thousand there, five grand here. You know, that's probably how it started out. It was probably, you know. There has to be some sort of checks and balances, isn't there? Right, and that's why it's you're you're an idiot. I mean, if you try to if you think you're going to get away with it. Yeah. I mean, it will it will eventually catch up with you. Didn't
1: take long now for this. But again, that's a pretty large amount. It is. You know, it's like it's not nickels and dimes. Not keeping a quarter out of the meter when you empty it. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a yeah. And again, this is the way you should react to this story, okay? Okay. Because most everybody seems to. A Florida woman who was angry that a neighbor's chicken had been pooping on her back patio got a bucket of urine and doused the chicken's owner with it. (laughs) Now, how do you collect a bucket full of urine? Okay, now, hold up, hold up.
0: (laughs) So we have two neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. One of them has a chicken. Yes, (laughs) The other neighbor yeah. is angry that there's a chicken yeah.
1: in the yard and pooping on the deck. And so, <laughs> and so to get back. Yeah. A full bucket. A full bucket. She, a full she, bucket
0: <laughs> okay, it says. <laughs> uh, so she <laughs> somehow procures herself. A bucket of this has to be a long strategy. You got to be committed to this when you decide. I know what I'll do. It's. (laughs) I'm just imagining she's giving him the side eye, just just chugging water. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, laugh now.
1: (laughs) It says that she chased him. Okay, and tossed the bucket. And the urine hit him in the face. In the face. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, she's fifty-seven years old, charged with misdemeanor battery. <laughs> That's anger, okay? That stews. Mm-hmm. If it takes you, you know, it's going to take a while to fill a bucket. Okay, it's just.
0: <laughs> Cause I'm I'm picturing one of those. What I'm picturing in my head is cause just because it's a chicken. there's like those big black kind of rubber, you know. <laughs> like you find on a farm. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: <laughs> the things people
0: do. But you're right. You got to be committed to that.
1: I mean, yeah. that's, that's playing the long game. That's, <laughs> you know. Weeks, you would presume, you know, I, so.
0: <laughs> just, just chugging coffee every day. Just.
1: <laughs> Here's a pair <sighs> of vinyl records returned to a Missouri library more than 60 years after they were checked out. Oh, wow. The Kansas City Public Library set a pair of vinyl records from the uh, Philadelphia Woodwind Quintet and Bella Bartok. Wow, those are... <laughs> <laughs> the hits. Yeah. Somebody
0: checked out the hits. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Recently. I was expecting, like, uh, David Cassidy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Son <laughs> of a share. Recently arrived in the mail, hmm. along with an apologetic note from David Izard, who checked him out in 1961. Wow! The man wrote he was an irresponsible young kid with no common sense. Obviously, look what he's checking out at the library. <laughs> he checked the records out and failed to return them. He said the records traveled with him to L.A., where he had a career writing out scores for multiple TV shows. Wow. See, he was influenced. Movies and other award shows. And then he returned to Kansas City with them. He was recently going through old boxes when he found the records. Library officials said the man had nothing to worry about, as the facility did it away with late fees in 2019. Prior to that, fines were capped at 2 bucks. That's not, uh, you know, back in the day, I'm telling you, every library, I they, there was no cap. <laughs> if you didn't get it in, it was two cents a day. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to pay dearly as a youngster, okay? Because it's going to add up quickly, and you're going to be in the hole. And then what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? Uh, do you skip lunch? You know, do you? <laughs> this Another reason not to retire in Florida. This um, on the door in a rotunda west, a massive gator. The Charlotte County Sheriff's (sighs) Office responded to the home until the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission arrived. They estimated the trapper's dead. The gator to be about 350 pounds and seven foot seven inches long. Jeez. The gator was relocated. To a sanctuary to enjoy hundreds of acres of swamp <laughs> as well as other gators to hang out with, probably doesn't want to go there. You got to fend for yourself. Okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, you can find small prey hanging out in the hood. Yeah. <laughs> you see the
0: story, I think it was yesterday, the, the gator in the drive through yeah. at a Bojangles and yeah. like somewhere in the Carolinas. Can you imagine? I just want lunch.
2: <laughs>
0: dang it get out of there <laughs>
2: like, I,
0: I'm in a hurry come on I just I just want to
1: eat I do you know I just can't imagine living where there are gators oh, yeah it's just not a pleasant because it
0: seems like it's not if but when you open the door to go to your car bam there there it is you know <laughs> on your porch yeah oh he don't want to hurt you <laughs>
1: That's your neighbor, who's lived there all of his life. Yeah. Oh, he don't want to hurt you. He's scared of you. Okay. It's you know I get the thinking about golf, you know, because it's lovely to play golf. Yeah. But when there's water, and many facilities have it (sighs) down there, you got to figure there's there's a good risk. Yeah. Don't go in there looking for your golf ball. I'd come back probably two or three hundred dollars in the hole just with golf balls. <laughs> just with golf balls. <laughs> nope. Nope. In the woods, nope. Nope. <laughs> so there you go, some tidbits on this Wednesday. Okay. Still thinking about the woman with a bucket of pee. Gosh. And and you know, the effort you've got to make to even use that bucket. I, I know.
0: And then the accuracy, like, are you practicing with water? (laughs) All over chicken poop. Yeah. Like, if someone gave you a bucket of water, (laughs) do you think you could hit me in the face while, like, chasing after me? Do you think you could?
1: What's the odds? Right? You know, what would happen? I would take weeks to get that and then miss you terribly. Right. And then it's all for nothing. That's what I'm saying. She probably had to practice, you know? (laughs) Why not douse the chicken? <laughs> you know, I don't know. You put a bucket of urine on the chicken; he may not come back. Maybe I don't know. Maybe the chicken was being coached to go poop on her dick. <laughs> <laughs> go over there, <laughs> coached. <laughs> oh, Matt, I'll uh, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> That'll do it I for go, go
0: over there. Go over there. <laughs>
1: Since it was just a chick, it's been in training <laughs> to get that right. old lady. Little Miss Plumpy
0: over there. She's Come on. Oh, we don't do that here. We, don't, we go over there. There. Okay. All right. As I am. <laughs> Pushing that chicken on my dad.
1: All right, Matt. I'm getting hot from laughing. All right. So we, we got to move on. I got to go. All right. See you.